This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. It's being called a day of action in support of workers at Tim Hortons. If you've been following developments, then you know that when minimum wage increased to $14 an hour on January 1st, some Tim Hortons franchise owners began to eliminate workers' paid breaks and reduce drug and dental benefits, among other measures. There are protests against these measures taking place today at 15 Tim Hortons restaurants across Ontario, including nine in Toronto. The demonstrations have been organized by members of the Ontario Federation of Labour and the Fight for $15 and Fairness campaign. On the line with us now is John Cartwright, President of the Toronto and York Region Labour Council. John, thanks for joining us. Good afternoon. What's the atmosphere like at these protests? I saw some of it on television this morning. Uh, it looks like you have a quite a turnout. Well, you know, I think Tim Hortons has hit a nerve of uh, ordinary Canadians with uh, what's happened to those hardworking employees in all of those locations. Um, people are just outraged that the response of some of these franchise uh, owners would be to punish workers because they got a wage raise. And uh, we had, you know, people from every kind of background, every occupation, out at the uh, in the, all the different locations across Toronto, and, and there's more than 15 across all of Ontario today where there's been rallies supporting Tim's workers and calling on the companies to, to restore uh, all of their rights and benefits that they had, as well as make sure they got a, a fair wage. Now clarify for us, uh, the Tim Hortons franchises where the protests are happening today, are those locations that have uh, rolled back uh, paid breaks and gotten rid of dental and benefit be- uh, benefits? No, not necessarily. Okay. Uh, this whole uh, fight back started by a decision of people out in uh, in Durham region to go to the Coburg store. That's the one owned by the heirs, the multimillionaires, uh, son and daughter of the founders of uh, of the Tim's chain, uh, who sent a note from their their winter home in Florida up to their employees saying, "We're taking away your breaks. We're take, reducing your benefits, uh, et cetera, et cetera." Uh, but quickly, we realized the real decision maker in this is the is the corporate Tim Hortons. Uh, Restaurant Brands International paid fourteen billion, fourteen and a half billion dollars for Tim's three years ago, and they uh, last year their revenue was three billion uh, from from Tim's alone. Uh, they're the ones who can tell the franchise owners, "Hold on a second, you know, let's let's take a deep breath, uh, uh, come back, restore the 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 benefits that workers had." Let's act with dignity out of this thing. So our our message is actually back up to the you know the people that really control the purse strings, and that is this massive uh, wealthy corporation, and asking them to do the right thing. John, so the, the stores I, yes. necessarily doesn't mean because we've been out in front of the stores that those are stores that have punished anybody. Okay, good. It's a broader corporate message. Right now, how widespread are the rollbacks across Tim Hortons franchises nationwide? So out of all the Tim Hortons restaurants coast to coast, uh, is 
how many are we talking about that uh, that have rolled back wages for breaks and and gotten rid of uh, benefits? We, you know, it's very hard to know because people don't have unions. Their their workers are afraid to to talk. Uh, you know, we had somebody who was a Tim Hortons worker being interviewed yesterday. She insisted on anonymity. She wouldn't, you know, allow her own voice to be used. She she wouldn't, you know, say the location she worked at because people are afraid to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know. That there's been a number of instances. For instance, where we were at this morning at uh, at Markham and, and Lawrence Avenue, that franchise owner had said they were going to uh, take all the tips away from workers, and they would have to go in general revenue for their company. That's actually illegal. We're going to be able to get you know uh, an inspector to go and fix that. But many people are just worried if they open their mouth, they're going to suddenly lose shifts. They're going to be reprisals, and and they're not saying. In terms of action that can be taken uh, to, uh, against the parent company by various organizations uh, like yourself who are supporting these workers, is there anything that you can do other than appeal to their common sense of decency? Well, I mean, already their share price has taken a hit because, you know, Tim's is, is seen widely. And, you know, outside of uh, construction workers, that's who I am originally, they're probably the, the highest a number of people who are Tim's customers or seniors that are your listeners. Uh, Tim's realizes this has just offended people's sense of, of what's right and what's wrong, and that's not what Canadian values are, and their share prices are starting to take a hit now. And they know that if they don't get this fixed, a lot of people will start looking elsewhere. Now, we're not calling for a boycott. We're calling on, you know, ultimately, uh, Restaurant Brands International uh, in Oakville, to uh, make this right, to put out a directive to the franchise owners. So in a minute or two, I'll give you a phone number. Your listeners can phone in and, and tell RBI, please do the right thing. You got it. We will do that for sure. We actually put a call into them ourselves this morning uh, with no reply. Uh, so we are not certain whether that means no comment. They don't want to come on and defend themselves. They don't want to issue a statement at this time. But regardless, Fightback did call the parent company of Tim Hortons this morning. We Here's want to the hear number people can call nine zero five. Okay, hang on nine zero five nine zero five eight four five four eight four five. 6511. And I will give that out again before the top of the hour. Just ask them to roll back all those, not just roll up the rim, but roll back the punitive measures that have taken against any worker. And in the meantime, we welcome your calls uh, to this conversation. Any comments you have about the Tim Horton situation? And also, John, uh, I do want to get to a caller here, but I do want to talk to you about other companies that may or may not uh, be rolling back uh, wages and benefits as a result of this minimum wage situation. Let's go to William in Toronto. Hi, William. You're on Fight Back. Hi. Um, I was at the rally today at at the Burbanzi location. It was peaceful and well-organized and uneventful, and it was fine. Um, uh, The problem is with with the company in Brazil, the parent company in Brazil, they're not a company. They're a hedge fund, I found out, so that raises a lot of suspicion. And the franchise owners cannot raise prices. Uh, RBI, Restaurant Brands International, has to raise the prices 
and um, uh, they can put 10 more cents on a cup of coffee from uh, from Brazil. Everyone can afford their $15, and uh, no one's going to complain about it. However, RBI has raised the prices uh, significantly in the last three years that they've been there, and I'm not uh, going as often because of it. My Canadian maple donut went from $0.95 cents to $1.05 to $1.25, and I'm not going to put up with that kind of stuff. And um, old habits are hard to break. Yeah, uh, right. So it's uh, RBI that's a company. And they charge um, the franchisee double and triple for the inventory that the franchisee has to buy for them. There's a real good book on the market called Double Double. explains it a lot better than I do. And... Um, so RBI is is the greedy one, and it's keeping the franchise on the shoestring budget. And since they will not raise the prices, uh, the franchisee goes and does something on their own, like they're doing now, which they, sh- which they shouldn't do, but they are. But it's not against the law, what, what they're doing. Right. Now, now, William, let's get a reaction okay, from, from John Cartwright, and we thank you. You have a number of talking points there to discuss. John, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think William is absolutely right. The, the, the whole franchise model has really brought about a spread of poverty wages amongst people in the fast food and the, and the, the coffee industry. I think back, you know, uh, when Tim's was just starting, most people would go for a coffee or your neighborhood diner. There'd be, be family-owned. There'd be people working there. Some were students, but some were, you know, family members or, or working there full-time. And, you know, they wouldn't be getting big wages, but you'd leave a decent tip, Right. And that's how they uh, that's how they uh, supplemented their income. Mm-hmm. Today, these franchise model that RBI and others. I mean, RBI bought uh, Tim Hortons for fourteen and a half billion dollars. They've got to make a return on investment to pay off fourteen and a half billion. And so, what? Yes, they do squeeze the the franchisees, and that's why there's groups of franchisees trying to you know argue for a bigger deal. Um, but it's the model that has become the problem. And so, our fight that the labor movement and community activists have led in the last couple of years to fix the labor law and give people more rights and get the employment standards uh, fixed in a number of areas, including scheduling and including, you know, women that are dealing with, uh, with domestic violence and other areas. That big fight is about raising standards because nobody could convince me that on 14 bucks an hour, you can put a roof over your head in Toronto today. That's just not possible unless you're working two or maybe even three jobs. Right. And that's not the Canada we built, uh, we believe in, and it's not the Canada your listeners wanted to build when they were, you know, working hard and, and contributing to society. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. You can have your say on the Tim Hortons wage situation. Joan in Oshawa, you're up next. Go ahead. Hello, Libby. How are you? It's Jane. But no problem. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I'm boycotting Tim Hortons permanently. I think it's absolutely disgusting. I had to go to Walmart last night, and there were six people lined up in Tim Hortons for coffee. How the heck can anybody do that when the employees are being used badly? I just can't understand it. Now, now, John John Cartwright is with us, president of the Toronto and York Region Labour Council. John, you're saying that you, you're not asking customers to boycott. You're asking customers to appeal to the parent company of Tim Hortons. Yeah, we're, we're not requesting a formal boycott, but I appreciate, you know, the anger that your listener just, 
your head, and and people are are saying that. I don't care if it's part of a combined effort. I just you know in my in my soul, I'm not going to do that, and we understand it. Um, but you know, if we call for a boycott, then that's ultimately going to hurt the Tim Hortons workers, and we're here to support those workers. We're here to support their right to get $14 now and $15 next year. That starts to move towards a living wage. But we want them to be able to maintain the benefits. And just imagine this, taking away a coffee break from people who serve coffee for a living. How ludicrous is that? Yes. Uh, so our, our, our main focus is on Restaurant Brains International, on, on, on pushing them. I told the Ontario Regional uh, Manager, he was there today at the Eglinton, uh, uh, one of the Eglinton locations, you know, watching what was going on. I told him, you've got a simple thing to do. You have the direct connection with every franchise uh, uh, owner in this province. You hold the purse strings to them. You simply tell them, you know, fix uh, anything that's a problem. Go back and restore all the benefits uh, that people had before. Pay their $15. Let's have dignity for the people that serve Tim Hortons. Let's make Canadians proud again to go and buy their double-double or whatever you're buying. Uh, that's the solution. So we're not calling for a boycott. We're, we're calling for the, the big money at the top, the guys that are you know, playing in the billions of dollars to actually set the stage for the right thing to be done. Okay, the lines are jammed here at Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. We need to take a quick break, and then we're back to talk about the Tim Hortons workers and what you're doing to support them or what you're doing to fight against uh, the increase in minimum wage. Which side of the discussion, which side of the argument are you on? I bet it's on the side of the workers, the compassion for people to make a decent living. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Fight back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. It's a day of action in support of workers at Tim Hortons at 15 Tim Hortons restaurants across the province, including nine in Toronto. We have one of the organizers on the line with us, John Cartwright, president of the Toronto and York Region Labour Council. John, I want to get to all these callers. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Casey and Milton, go ahead. You're next. Um, hi, I work for Tim Hortons. And I believe the boycott only hurts us workers. I know people are trying to help us, but if they don't come into our store, they send people home early. So we're not making our $14 an hour. An hour. Now, Casey, I, you don't have to identify which Tim Hortons you work for, and I would encourage you not to do that. But are, have measures been taken at your particular store to uh, take paid breaks away from you, reduce your benefits, things like that? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, and you were told this right after January 1st? Um, No, actually, this started before Christmas. And how is this affecting your paycheck? Well, we haven't really gotten our first paycheck um, with the $14 an hour because of the holidays. Right. So that will be coming soon. But based on uh, what you've worked and and what you are now being paid... Uh, and how many hours you've worked. Can you see how much it's going to affect you negatively or positively? Um, Well, everything actually goes up for us as well as everybody else. So the $2 an hour sometimes really doesn't help us. It doesn't help you? No. John, what do you say to Casey? I mean, she's one of the, the workers that you're defending and demonstrating for today. 
Well, um, uh, of course, her point of uh, the boycott is right, and that's why we are not calling for a boycott. But, you know, we fought really hard to raise a minimum wage because big, powerful companies like Tim's and McDonald's and Walmart's won't do it on their own. And, you know, uh, if you're standing still, then inflation eats away what you've got. The, 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 moving up to $14, really this only catches up to where the minimum wage level was in the 1970s. It's taken this long. So, uh, you know, the reality is it's a huge victory to be able to win an increase of minimum wage up to $14 and to 15 next year. Um, and I'm surprised to hear that it doesn't help much because everybody I know, if they got a $2-hour raise, they'd be pretty happy and they'd be feeling like it makes a tremendous difference. Right. Despite, I know from yes. talking to Tim Horton's worker this morning um, that she said, you know, I, I showed her a leaflet and she said, this is the first time we felt respected for the work we do. People are talking about the work we do now. Instead of just coming in and we're just another face, they're coming and saying, hey, we support you. We think you deserve decent wages and, and, and fair benefits. I think that's what we should be doing as Canadians, is making sure everybody's got a living wage and decent benefits for their family. Okay, Casey. Yeah, that's right. Thank you for calling in. I agree in. with that, yes. Thank you. Uh, but we also have to pay for our own uniforms now as well. Yes, I was reading that in the fine print as well. So how much is that costing you? Um, well, it's about $30 for each piece. So a shirt or a pants will cost you $30, and we buy our own shoes, and then we cannot collect it on in, um, our income tax. That's what we are told. So the company collects it. They buy it in bulk, mm-hmm. and... We pay for it, and they get in whatever case, they get on their income They're tax. asking you to pay for your uniform. That just started now? Um, actually, yes, it did, About probably about a month ago, a month and a half ago. That's just disgusting. That's all I can say. Yeah. Casey, thank you for calling. I want to get to some other callers here. And I also want to ask you, John, Tim Hortons, of course, is catching a lot of flack for this. Are there other big companies like Tim Hortons doing the same thing in terms of rollbacks for their workers? We're hearing of, of some small ones, Sunset Grill, and we're going to turn our attention to them uh, once we try and get the, the situation of Tim's fixed. But Tim's is you know, obviously one of the largest employers. We haven't heard the same from any of the fast food restaurants. We do have a, a, a bad boss hotline, though, that people can uh, can phone into, and I'll give you that line in a minute, if they are being, uh, you know, things are being done to them that they don't think is fair. Who mans the bad boss hotline? That's the Workers' Action Center. It's a fabulous community organization that, that helps uh, workers who don't have unions uh, get some justice and, and fairness in their workplaces. All right. We will, I'll let, uh, I'll let you get a pen or a pencil, and you can write that number down, as well as the number for Tim Horton's parent company, if you're interested in calling them and complaining. Let's go to Clive in Toronto. Clive, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yes, my problem is that what the show is not doing anything for the average worker. It's just promoting Tim Horton's and Tim Horton's uh, franchises. You think uh, this is promoting Tim Horton's? Yeah, let's, let's take an average guy with five employees. When you increases uh, wages $2 more. It's not just the wages that the employer have to do. The employer have to contribute to CPP, UIC. Mm-hmm. So his um, expense hasn't just been $2. It's much more than $2 when you look at it from an accounting point of view. Tim Horton can write it off. And the gentleman who is talking to you He's not interested in the small guy. 
is only interested in forming a union that is going to squeeze the small empire. Is that true, John? I mean, you did just no, reference you reference Sunset Grill, so you're not just talking about the big conglomerates. Well, uh, listen, you shouldn't. If you're running a business in Ontario, you shouldn't have a model that's based on poverty wages. You should respect the people that work for you enough to pay them enough they could put a roof over their head. You can't, in Toronto, put a roof over your head at 14 bucks an hour working only one job. You've got to work two or three. And so uh, that's the problem with the franchise model, with the big, uh, the big corporation making $3 billion a year, is they're squeezing the little guys, and that's not fair either. And by the way, we're not uh, ever imagining that Tim Horton workers are going to get a union. We're out on the streets because we believe... Ordinary working people should have a decent livelihood. The Labor Council has been around since 1871, fighting for justice for all workers, union and non-union. Okay, let's go to Jane in Burlington. Hi, you're on Zoomer Radio. Hi. Go ahead, Jane. What's your comment or question? Um, first of all, Happy New Year. And um, I, I agree with it. Was it Casey that said, um, you know, if people boycott these uh, restaurants, then then the employees are going to be sent home early and therefore lose, you know, whatever pay would be owing to them on a regular day. Yeah, I guess I so, should ask you, John, uh, and just hang on, Jane. Um, yeah. So what are you asking people to do at these protests today, just to go out and, and, and support the workers verbally, or you're asking them to talk to the owners? We've, we've, we've the protests or the rallies are out there to support Tim Horton's workers. We're handing out flyers that give the phone number of Restaurant Brands International. We're asking people to phone. That's the main company that controls all of the money and asking them to, to, to fix this and make it right. And you know what? If people are paying an extra nickel for a coffee and RBA agrees to that and that, that provides the, you know, the, the difference, then that I don't think people... Uh, would be five cents on, uh, for a coffee. We heard earlier about how they've already raised the price of donuts dramatically without people getting a raise in pay. Well, that's right, and that's what I'm hearing amongst my colleagues here at the radio station, and I'm, I'm you know, and, and friends and family is that if I have to pay another ten cents for a cup of coffee so somebody can make a living wage, then I have no problem paying it. I don't, I don't know number. if that's the overwhelming feeling or not, but certainly that's what I'm hearing. Here's the phone number for people to phone: nine zero five. Eight four five six five one one. That's Restaurant Brands International. Those are the people who can get this fixed. Okay, 905-845-6511 if you, want to, uh, if you want to air your gripe with the parent company of Tim Hortons. Jane, was there anything else you wanted to say? Um, well, I'm showing my age now, but I knew Tim Horton himself, and uh, I think he'd be very, very upset to think that you know, people are treating the employees this way. Okay, let's take one more call. Jim in Hamilton, go ahead. Hello. Hi, Jim, you're on. Yes, um, I was listening to this, and uh, my point is that uh, I could not believe when I heard the news the other day that 20% of the people who are working in Ontario are working at minimum wage. I've been uh, working since, uh, since the early 70s. And uh, back then, it, I would say that most of the people that were employed Oh, I should say an awful lot of people were unionized employees making a decent wage. And uh, the unions have been, uh, as years have gone by, have started to disappear. And I think all of those things of uh, the governments, no matter what stripe they were, have always uh, 
worked against the unions. There's none of them worked to help the unions, and that's why we don't have a living wage here at all. I mean, if one-fifth of the people in the province work at minimum wage, I mean, just think of the, of the poverty that that must mean through our whole or our whole society. Right, and, and, and think of the profits for the large corporations. Think of the poverty of the people that are suffering for minimum wage. I, I've never worked for minimum wage that I can remember, but and I, I, just, I just can't imagine that people could live in 14 bucks. I'm sorry. All right, now, Jim. Your, your caller is absolutely right. The, you know, the reality is the majority of people in Ontario working for minimum wage or working for what we call poverty wages, less than 15, are working for giant multinational companies. They're working for the, you know, the, the RBIs, the McDonald's, the Walmarts. These are billion-dollar companies that have built a whole model on poverty wages, and, and that's really why people are so resentful. Okay, John, uh, we thank you for your perspective. I did promise to give out this Bad Boss hotline, um, which your organization, Toronto and York Region Label Council, is uh, advocating for people to call if they feel like they are not being treated fairly. So go ahead with that. Oh, we've lost him. I really needed that phone call, Michelle, that phone number uh, for the Bad Boss Hotline. But I'll tell you what, we'll get that on for you tomorrow at the beginning of the program, whether Libby is back or I'm here. We will get that number for you. So please tune back in again tomorrow at noon uh, when we will be discussing other news of the day. In the meantime, thank you to Michelle Saunders and to Mirna Trogerlich. The news and traffic is coming up next on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.